Welcome to the Lavender Water Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Williams, with my co-host, Jay. Let's get it. Nobody important is listening. <laughs> we don't want to make the people feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, what's up, what's up with it? What's good? What's up with the people? Hello, people. Hello, people. What's up with the people? People out there in TV land, radio land, podcast land, let's get it. You know what it is. It's, it's the Lavender Water Podcast, if I'm not mistaken. The Lavender Water Podcast. Yeah. Okay. So why do we call it the Lavender Water Podcast? The Lavender Water Podcast is called the Lavender Water Podcast because it was inspired by none other than Huh. Okay, so let's get it. Let's get into how we how we discovered the formula of lavender water. We well, first, first, first and foremost, let's let's give a little history on who we are. First and foremost, okay. So our stories line up off of the internet. <laughs> this is uh, where a lot of people make their connections these days. So back was it like two thousand two thousand nine two thousand ten? I met you on. Uh, that hip hop group. It was a Facebook hip hop group. Yes, indeedy. It was a Facebook hip hop group. It was a Facebook. Let me think if I can remember the exact name. It was. I forgot. I forgot the exact name. I think it was. Yeah. I live hip hop. I live hip hop. There you go. That was it. It was the I live hip hop Facebook group. So, uh, long story short, I was making rap music. I needed a feature because, you know, I didn't really feel like doing the whole song by myself. Uh, one of the admins put up my little listing, and the only person to come through for the feature was my man Jay here. At the time, uh, he was going as Apostle. I was going as Might As Well. Uh since then, we've uh, collabed, what, but like three or four times, maybe three or four, five times, maybe. Uh, but the, the the relationship started in music, but it it's it's deeper than rap. It is deeper than rap. It's is always rap, but it is always deeper than rap. <laughs> That's what we always say. Uh, you you'll pick it up as as we do more of these shows. Uh, so. From 2000, 2009 up until like 2014, uh, we just Facebook friends. But then I'm in Job Corps in 2014 in Cincinnati, Ohio. And then Job Corps' program took me to San Francisco for advanced culinary training. So this is where Jay is from, San Francisco. So we link up, and I literally spent like nine months in San Francisco. I was probably at Jay's house like, 91% of the time. It was it was a great time. It was a creative time. It was a a time of uh I don't know, it was a time of coming to a lot of realizations, a lot of epiphanies. We was all on our grind. You you had the whole squad from Cincinnati, the whole the whole the whole Natty crew, the whole Ohio crew was out there, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I had a had a lot of had a lot of people with me from the O. 
But that's what made it beautiful. That was my first time waking up with anybody from uh, from uh, Cincinnati. Not from Ohio, but from Cincinnati. Yeah. And you guys was good people. You guys had that uh, show, that great Midwest love. And I hope that I was able to reciprocate that and show you that San Francisco city love back. For sure. San Francisco probably, like to this day, probably one of the most impactful cities on who I am right now. In the midst of spending uh, spend a lot of time at Jay's house, I spend the night sometimes. One one morning I wake up and Jay is on the computer. He's ordering lavender oil. And I don't, I don't know where he got the idea, but I'm glad he had it. Tell him about it. We, I was, uh, at the time I was, um, learning about essential oils and the benefits of certain essential oils. So at that time, I still have them all. I got three. I was uh, I was uh, using the monster. I was using Amazon.com to be exact. This is a fact. It was uh, so I got the peppermint oil. I got the lemon oil. And last but not least, I got the ever so inspiring lavender oil. And it was just because, um, yeah, I got the lemon oil because I'm a fan of citrus myself. And I was told that it was a energizing thing to use. I was told the peppermint also kind of wakes you up. And then I was told that the lavender is for good for relaxation. And if you know you're trying to crash out and catch, catch some disease and get some sleep, you mess with the lavender oil for relaxation and just some good downtime, some good healthy downtime. So uh, that was about like 2014, 2015 that he, he got that oil. And prior to that, I, I the only the only oils I ever been familiar with was like frankincense and myrrh. Uh, usually sold by the Muslims downtown Cincinnati. Uh, I still actually, if there's a lavender or I mean, if there's any essential oil, I still have is some some frankincense I bought in like 2015. That was yeah, it's the best frankincense I can I can find on the streets. <laughs> so I, uh, what does frankincense smell like? I don't even know what frankincense smell like. I can only describe it as God's house. <laughs> Is it er is it like herby? Is it a herb? Nah, is it a real plant? sexy. Uh it's a plant? I don't know what frankincense is. Like, <laughs> kind of like Do anybody know what frankincense is? Let us know in the comments if you know what frankincense is. What's it come from? <laughs> it's a plant? I'm assuming it's a plant of some sort. It, it, it gotta come from the earth. That'd be something to uh It's an animal. Be- <laughs> it's like a bird. It's a bird oil. So I'm gonna give him a little reading from uh, this book I have. It's called "The Complete Guide of Essential Oils and Aromatherapy" by Valerie Ann Warwood. If you want to check that out yourselves out there in TV land, so where it says lavender, it says lavender is an indispensable essential oil. It's not only useful to have at home, but many people won't leave home without it. In a sense, it's the mother of all essential oils. Incredibly versatile, 
yet powerful. The aroma doesn't suit all tastes, but when someone suffers a minor burn or scold, a cut or graze, an insect bite or a headache, a tooth abscess or sleeplessness, it's lavender they call. And this is really true. I use lavender oil for a lot of things. Like I think. Wait, so where did you see this off of? Where did you just read this off of? The Complete Book of Essential Oils and Aromatherapy ah. by Valerie by Valerie Ann Warwood. Shout out to Valerie. So from a different book I have called Illustrated Encyclopedia of Herbs by Claire Cowlchick and William H. Hilton. Uh, lavender is given a little history. It says, in the Middle Ages, lavender was thought to be an herb of love, but it worked both ways. Uh, although it was considered an aphrodisiac, a sprinkle of lavender water on the head would keep the wearer chaste. <laughs> Traditionally, the herb's fragrance has been exploited in sachets to protect linens from moths and to freshen sick rooms. It has also been used to soothe troubled minds and bodies as a medicine for hysteria, nervous palpitations, hoarseness, palsy, toothache, sore joints, uh, apoplexy. I've never seen that word before. And colic, colic. Herbalists claim that it has powers as a carminative, antipasmodic. I have never seen that word either. And stimulant. It has been used. We learn it. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said what? It's a stimulant? Yeah. No, hold on, no, I gotta call, no, we gotta call Swag on the plane, no. <laughs> Why? How is a stimulant when I thought it puts you to sleep and relaxes you? <laughs> uh, I just gotta keep it 100% true. If I couldn't keep it 100, I can't chill. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, uh, for the people, hey, am, am I wrong? Am I wrong? That no. that seemed like a little bit of two contradictory things. I mean, but it did say in the beginning it was is is used as an herb of love as well as to basically chastity. So it's like you know, wait, 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 wait. So yeah, so that's two. That's two of them. There's two of them. See, this is what we do, people. We can't always trust you. You can't always just trust what you read. You can't even. Sometimes you can't just give the trust, even if it's from us. We could have just bullshitted y'all. We could have just. I would have. I didn't call the flag on the play. We would have just had it click like it really was that. <laughs> so what is it, people? Which ones do you guys think it is? Let us know. Have some lavender water. Take a sippy sippy. Yeah, know, does it stimulate you? Does it relax you? I'm does it does real. it make you feel hot to trot? Does it make you feel not? <laughs> Some keep it really real. Uh, I drank lavender water yesterday morning for the first time, and I don't know how long. Uh, yeah, that that's good for the digestive tract as well. If you get my jerk. Oh, uh, there we got, go. Got many uses. They're calling it the mother of essential oils. I believe them. It's the only one that I just continuously buy and go through. So yeah. And I've never heard no, nothing bad about lavender oil. Right. Like, I've never heard someone say, "Nah, that's all bad." Nah, I'm allergic. Well, I'm sure someone out there got to be allergic. Yeah. 
somehow, some way, but I don't know. In, in, my, in my experience, I've never met anyone that's not liked what Lavender has done for them. You said what? again? I said, in my experience, I've never met anyone that doesn't like what Lavender Oil has done for them. Agreed. 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 I think we discovered... What did we discover? We discovered it's like natural lean. <laughs> it's natural it's, lean, ladies and gentlemen. Lavender water uh, is natural lean. So like a few drops morning, of the oil. Every morning, uh, when I was in culinary school in San Francisco, I sometimes I wouldn't even eat breakfast. Sometimes I would just go in the cafeteria, get a get a glass of water throw a drop of lavender in it and start my day. A company you would start like, your day with just regular water? A cup of lavender water, yes. A cup of, how do you start your day with it though? How did, I've never started the day with it. I mean, to me, it's like it, well, at least in my case, it was like, you know, culinary school is, especially when you don't really want to be there, you don't really want to be a cook, there's a lot of anxiety in the kitchen, first and foremost. So it was like, to me, it was like lavender oil was that leveling, you know what I'm saying? You, you, when you think of the day of the kitchen, being around people, it's hot, you know what I'm saying? Possibly hurting yourself. It's just that soothing beginning of the day, starting the day off on the right foot. That makes sense. So you're not sleepy because you just woke up, so it don't really put you to sleep. No, I think that's where the stimulate part comes into play. All right. So there it is. If you wake up, it's a stimulant. <laughs> but don't believe it. <laughs> Until you but, use it yourself. You do it yourself and you guys tell us. Don't let them tell you. You do it. Go out there. Do drugs and tell us what it does. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's terrible advice. Do the lavender oil. <laughs> All right. get us banned. Sorry. I'm, I mean, this is this is America. We have the, the right. It was a joke. It was a joke. I don't promote promoted, nor do I can know. I think anybody who knows us in real life, they know how we get down, how we joke, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, we're, not, we're not out here to destroy the children. I can also attest that lavender oil is an aphrodisiac. I think I can, yeah, I think I'm a witness to that. I can't say can, that. I ain't never seen, I ain't never experienced it like that. I wouldn't know, but how? Yeah, how did it? How did it work like that for you? Uh, so I use I used to use lavender oil as a scent, really heavy, like a cologne, because I've never been into like colognes and scents and stuff like that in the traditional sense. Like I, every cologne I've ever bought, I still have because I don't really mess with them. Uh, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm gonna like the smell. They gonna like the smell. And then sometimes you you smell it at the mall, but then you bring it home. It's like, oh, it's too sweet or it's too pungent. You know what I'm saying? So lavender oil, real like, you know what I mean? To me, 
it it works. It does something as well as it makes you smell good. So were you ever uh, was you ever into cologne? Whatever. What? Were you a cologne person? A cologne person? No. You were never into the colognes and the scents and none of that. No. Oh, okay. Because I was going to ask you how does it compare to colognes, but because well, I've never like, used really colognes like that either. Cologne kind of make me sick because what I learned about cologne and perfume and stuff like that, uh, eau toilette, uh, was it yod? I don't know how to speak French. Uh, but y'all, y'all know what I'm saying out there. The, the, you know what I'm saying? When you get the little, it'd be like, oh, is you do toilette instead of like a you do cologne or perfume. But it's like lower tier scent or whatever. But it's like ultimately... They usually derive these scents from uh, ambergris, which is like whale vomit or some substance found in whale vomit. Um, so, in that, I guess in that respect, it's sickening. <laughs> it's kind of they get gross. it from whale vomit. Yeah, you, you, that's the hot take. That's the hot take. Everybody, cologne comes from whale vomit. You heard it here first <laughs> on the Lavender Water Podcast. That whale well, got drunk and yet, and now you rubbing it all on your body so the females can smell it. <laughs> am I, but, am yeah. I incorrect? Uh, I, I was I, was I wrong? I learned this from an episode of Futurama, uh, the, the the term ambergris. It was like it was like that was a joke. It was like. You're you're wasting all the precious ambergris and like the dude he never heard the word before he was like the precious hamburgers and then yeah. you know they give you the little science lesson or whatever but yeah for the most part a lot of these Futurama from yeah okay okay Futurama Futurama put us on game <laughs> so back to the lavender oil as the aphrodisiac uh. Being in the culinary class, I think I was in uh, pastry slash baking. So it's like we got some downtown waiting for our things to bake, and I pull out the lavender oil because this is when it's, like, brand new in my mind, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just dousing it all over myself. And it was these two women that they were, like, y'all ever seen them black exploitation posters where, like, it's the dude with the gun and it's, like, women that is at his leg and, you know, all draped on him and stuff. You know what I'm That's what it was like. It was like, I couldn't He got the it. gun up right, like, right by his ear? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I can't explain it. I didn't say You hold it with two hands? I mean, sometimes... Is you holding like the gun with one hand or two hands? It's one hand. It usually be an assault rifle, too, with one hand. Because he's okay. got another that's arm a, that's a heavy. woman. <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah, it's like I ain't say nothing to these women. I, you know, what I mean, nothing was special about me. I just had lavender oil on me. They just wanted to smell me and be up on me. And uh, so, Devante, what you said is on, you friend. was putting buns in the oven, and you put lavender water on it, and it made the ladies want to let you put a bun in the oven. <laughs> I don't know if it was like that, but I mean, it was really comfortable to the point my friend Devontae was looking at it like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, bro. It's, it's, it's magical. It's magical. It is magical. There it is, folks. 
Lavender oil is magic. Magic. I can't. I can't put it on out and about because it just. It just makes me. I might try to try it in the morning one time though, but usually it just makes me. It just makes me drowsy, in a good way, but really don't make me want to be on the move. But that's where it's like natural lean for me. I drink it and I relax. Well, you know, that's that's the, you know, the diversity of the the chemical compound. I don't know. Somehow, some way. I mean, I think it's, I think it's uh, with anything that you use, it's about your intention. Same way with like psychedelics. Same way with crack cocaine and methamphetamine. Mm, I don't think those really got no spiritual, uh, no positive spiritual uh, characteristics. I I never know someone to be like, I'm gonna smoke crack and then I'm gonna achieve my dreams. (laughs) I'm gonna smoke crack and I'm gonna achieve my dreams. I've heard people say, I've heard people say I'm gonna smoke meth and achieve my dreams. <laughs> but like, is it possible to make those dreams come true under the influence of meth? Oh, of course not. But let them tell it. You can't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> All the dreams is gonna come true off of meth. <laughs> Don't smoke meth. Just drink lavender water. Stay away from the meth. Yeah, drink lavender, lavender water. water. There we go. <laughs> There you go. You you heard it first. You heard it first here. PSA. Fentanyl. Fentanyl is bad and isn't everything. People just just love your loved ones. Love your families and your loved ones. Don't do nothing because everything got fentanyl in it. <laughs> Drink lavender water. Noted. <laughs> I mean, we just got to let them know, right? We got to let the people know the truth, right? Absolutely. Uh, we're not going to lie to you guys on here. We're not going to... We're not going to give you... We're going to give you... We're going to give you the real. And this is what the streets are saying. This is what's out in the streets. It's in the news. I'm not... I'm not saying anything, some crazy conspiracy theory. This is well-documented and has been an issue for quite some time. So, you just let it be known. For sure. But, mm -hmm. I think this perfectly takes us into our inquiry for the masses, which leads us into you know, which uh, I think, uh, yes, leads us into, you know, the topic, values. Values. What do people value? And I think that's what, at the end of the day, I think that's what motivates people, right? To do whatever they may do, good or bad, I think is values is what motivates people, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so I think 
under, you know, thanks to to just, I think, a lot of self-reflection and taking time to learn, I think I've been able to come to terms with what I truly value in life. And I think that's what's important. I think if you can get in touch with that, it, uh, it'll take you a long way. So speaking of what's important, uh, when I went to this high school, it's called St. Xavier High School in Cincinnati. I only went there for two years out of the four years of high school. But uh, the football team, they had this slogan. It was win, and it stood for what's important now. And I've always kept that with me. I didn't play football, but I always kept it with me that, you know, in order to win, you got to really focus on what's important now. And sometimes the future is important now. Sometimes right now is important now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as we're getting older, me and Jay, we're in our 30s. You know, so uh, it's, it's really in that time of life where you need to focus on what's important. Because, you know, in, in this this age range, there's no mercy. There's no feeling sorry for you. There's no handouts for a 30-year-old man, you know. So you got to have your values. You got to have your standards. And, you know, it's that's that's what builds character. That's what makes you a functioning member of society. Or you're going to be out here moving crazy. You're going to be really out here moving crazy. And I think that's definitely what... Uh... What the twenties is about is learning what you is you know what I mean just discovering and learning what what you value and what you don't value and really growing and understanding yourself and becoming self actualized and you know learning what you're about because right. as, as you said there's no there's no mercy out here if you out here when standing on nothing. You you go through your twenties and you can't stand on nothing and there's nothing important to you. Then what? There's nothing. There's nothing. What 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 motivates? What is what motivation is there? Correct. I mean, there is some kind of motivation, no matter what. But it's it's if all you, in the if you don't have values, if you don't care like, about nothing. If you don't care about nothing, there's still a motivation to it. What's the motivation? It's different for everybody. I mean, some people might feel like, oh, they're not ever giving me no chances in the world, so I just don't care. Or I try and I try and it doesn't work. I don't care. You know, or people spit on me. I don't but care. I don't believe know? people still care about something though, at the end of the day. That's what I'm saying. They They got... I mean, if you don't care about nothing, you just out here existing with no no purpose. I mean, some people you gotta care about players. something. Most people care about something. Come on, who cares about nothing? How do you some, care about nothing? Some people. How do you exist and care about nothing? True players. Some people are NPCs. But you telling me they don't care? Like, they care, they got to care about something. They got to care about the TV show. They got to care about some type of 
something to get them through the day. Yeah, well, I mean, even 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 days. even a dope fiend cares about getting high. But yeah, even in that example, sometimes the motivation isn't a positive force. So you know what I mean? Like you can you can be motivated by something negative or whatever, but it's like when you're doing that, there's like you're not caring about you know the outcome of your life. You're only caring about this vice or this habit of doing something. You know what I mean? Ah, so they're, they're, that's perfect. So value, just because someone values something or cares about something but or places value on something, doesn't uh, it doesn't automatically mean something positive. Yeah, value is very subjective. You can put value on something and it be, a, it, it be negative, right? Can you put value on something that doesn't deserve it? And it and it uh cause chaos for you. So me and you, let's tell the people we're we're ex rappers. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're rappers, guys. We be spitting bars. We do the hibbity hop. We be making music. We be in the booth. It's terrible. You know it's terrible. The worst stuff you never heard. That's how we met. You know what I'm saying? So. The pursuit of hip hop, in a sense, could be something you place value on that serves no purpose. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we can't tell them that. No, we can't give them that. No, no, you can't show them behind the curtain, dog. You I mean, can't show them behind the curtain. You can't. You can't pull the curtain on the first episode. On the first we, episode, you know, just we oh, owe okay. the people. The satisfaction of good potting. This is what we talk okay. about. Okay, he told you guys. He told you guys. He said it. He said you said it. Come on, you're not gonna say that though. It's all bad. Like this, you say it's all bad. The whole, the whole, the whole. But you can find entertainment. You think you think pursuing the music, pursuing the entertainment or music career is all is all bad. All right, let's use the the famous basketball analogy. You got thousands and thousands of hundreds of thousands of high school kids that want to go to college to play ball. Then from that, you got tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of kids that want to get on NBA teams. And from that, you got hundreds, you know, thousands of dudes that want to be Michael Jordan. You all can't be Michael Jordan. We all want to be Jay-Z in the rap thing. We want the money, the Beyonce, the Maybachs. But it's like everybody doesn't become the top percentile performer. That's a fact. Okay, this is true. This is true. This is true. And I get behind that one hundred percent. But I would say this: if you're creative, pursue your creativity. Don't stop creating, but also do do it for the love. Do it for the love. If you out here, not every, not most people. Most, I would say, most creatives do not make a career off of creating. Is that fair to say? The majority? Yeah. So if you're going to create, create for the love. Don't think you're going to, you're going to just make millions off of it. Because the majority of creatives are not making millions. And don't let yeah they they telling if people are telling you that or pushing that narrative they're they're they are not speaking the truth. 
And it's not a bad thing. Because if anything, it says by the numbers and the percentages, it just says you should create for the love. Do art for the love of it. Let that be the motivation. So I'm going to hit you with uh, the album. But that, okay, okay, go ahead. The producer of the Alchemist. Uh, so the first time I heard Alchemist, I want to say it was what, like 2001, 2002, uh, the Hold Me Down song? Uh <laughs> But like a very weird. So one of the weirdest third verses of all time. I think like the the whole the whole the whole thing was a pretty weird thing. I mean, it's a very odd song. I mean, it's a great song. It is a great song, but it's, it's so it, it doesn't seem like it's a very there we go perfect. It's a very unorthodox song. It's just a lot of yeah. A lot of things that you wouldn't think go together somehow went together. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I've seen, seen the Alchemist talking on MTV2 one time, and he said what you said. He was like, if you want to be a musician, don't think about the money. The money is going to come if you stay consistent and just keep doing it. And when you look at the Alchemist's whole time, it's been like 20 years. You know, he's gone for Lil Wayne, Earl Sweatshirt. Uh, Currency, Freddie Gibbs, Griselda, Bodie James, you know, all these, you know, lyrical type rappers, you know what I'm saying? And he is really prolific. Like, it's like every other month, he's producing whole albums for these people, you know what I'm saying? And in the streaming era, you put it out, you get your fan base, get your streams, they're making their little money, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, hey, they love, they're doing what they love, they love what they're doing, and they're getting paid, you know? And yeah, you got to make it work for you. That's the, that's the part of being a creative. You got to understand the business side, and then you got to get creative in the business. But you ain't even. But that's the thing is you don't gotta. It don't gotta be about business for everybody, right? That's how they always pushing it. It's just it don't gotta. It don't gotta be. It don't gotta be about business for everybody. It might not be about. There's no shame if your art is not about business for you. There's no shame in doing that. And just don't make it seem like, oh, your art ain't shit if it ain't making money. Not Some of the greatest artists alive didn't make nothing from their art until they were dead. They died with it. Did, it, did I say the greatest artists alive? Sorry about that. Not the greatest artists alive. Some of the greatest artists... To ever live. It existed. To ever exist. Yes. To ever live. Did not become make money from their art until after they died. So just because your art is not generating profit does not yeah, the the profit you make from your art is not a gauge of how good your art is or your talent level as an artist or creative. Right. But Again, we can bring it back to value. It's all about what you value. Some people value the money. Yeah. Some people value the uh, the limelight. Some people value the process. Some people value the end product. It can. That's why we say on this episode, values is very important. 
And it's very important to understand your values because it can it can make make a whole lot of difference in what you pursue it. For sure. So that's what we be on positivity. Uh conversations that usually aren't had on mainstream podcasts, like, you know, it's not like, oh, the newest rapper, his baby mom is suing him for twenty million. <laughs> That's fire! That's fire! I'm gonna bring you to my baby mama for twenty million. <laughs> I just oh god, yes, let's do it. Sue the baby mama for twenty million. No, no, that's crazy. That's wild. That's just a hell of a headline, though. That's just funny. Is that actual? Has that happened? Oh, Has someone so. sued their baby mama for for billions? Yeah, I ain't heard of it. That's that's hilarious. All right, but yeah, we're not. You're not gonna hear that over here. If it does happen, you're not gonna hear about it over here, unless it happened and you just heard about it over here. <laughs> we gonna say something, but we not gonna say nothing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I was talking to my brother yesterday. Uh, cause we were also some rappers. We was hippity hopping in and spitting it, spit hot fire. Uh, he's doing very well in DC. Uh, I don't want to go into that, but uh, we just talk about like the the this the 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 roundabout of doing entertainment or trying to get into entertainment for like a living and stuff like that. And we we're talking about uh my campaign, and it was like uh. Thinking about the podcast, he was like really excited for us to do this, and he was talking about uh, ultimately people just want to hear what I'm saying. They value what I say, my opinions, and uh, it was like that. So it's like if I remove the beats, if I remove the rhyme schemes, if I remove the auto tune, then essentially people just want to hear me talk. That's crazy. It's like it. It, I guess the value goes up when you remove certain things that that you don't deem as valuable on the on the product. So it's like, oh, I don't like the music, but then pick it off like a sandwich. Like, oh, I don't want the tomatoes. I'm gonna take that off, or you know what I'm saying? But what if you wanted pickles and? Mustard. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's, because it's like, it's different with like entertainment versus like something else that's serving you. Whereas like a restaurant, you can request no pickles, no tomatoes, no mayonnaise or whatever. But it's like with like, say, clothing or music, you can't tell the artist or the designer, I don't want that on that. Like, make it like this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some. Some companies listen to their their you know fan base and do things like that, but for the most part, when it comes out, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This is true. This is true. It's like when Fifty Cent came out with "Give It to Die Trying." He his fan base could be like, "Hey, Shady Records, Aftermath Records, we didn't like." We didn't like how you put all these songs on his debut album. We wanted it short. <laughs> who is doing it? 
<laughs> hey, you need to re-release Get Rich or Die Trying. Hey, that, that title is insensitive. No one should die crying. It's just Get Rich. You know what I mean? like, no one should die trying. No one should die trying. Come on. <laughs> no one die trying. Well, most of us die trying. I guess. I mean, if you die, you like most of us die after we try. Yeah, for most most of us not try. Most of us are trying to live, right? So yeah, most of us die trying to live. Yeah, for the most part, yeah, I say. But uh, (laughs) you know, it's like you can't you can't just like talk that shit in in the the creator's ear. And be like, you fucked up. This is not, this is not, we're not, like, you know, these days, because Twitter makes you so accessible, you know, on the mainstream, you know, uh, YouTube or whatever, OnlyFans, Patreon, whatever, it's like people are allowed to, like, talk to you now and shit, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like now people are now more self-conscious about their creations or whatever. And then I I think it's, like, uninspiring so-and-so in the, the creative game, you know what I mean? I agree. Hello. <laughs> I mean, I thought you was going to come with more with it, you know. I just... That's a good point to stop. Hey, I mean, if, it, if it's natural. All right, then this is. Yeah, I think that was a good way to camp it off. Yeah, this is Lavender Water <laughs> Podcast brought to you by Matthew Williams and Jay Once Nude Clothing and the United State of the Art. All these things, ideas become more concrete. Let's stay creative, let's stay positive, and have a good weekend. Please.